and welcome back to the New Arc Podcast, episode 20. And I know that because I've started writing it down. <laughs> Whoa, revolutionary new system. <laughs> I mean, I say that, but then I'm going to schedule in a different order. I'll end up in 25 or something. I mean, I'm never going to get this right. But it's 20 at the time of recording. That's a fact. The, the, the first and only fact we'll ever have on this podcast. 100% guaranteed. But yes, episode 20. Can you believe it, Saf? 20 entire episodes. Time flies. That's a, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. time does fly. Yeah. So we only started this last year, yeah. like end of last yeah, year, yeah, before yeah. Christmas. But mm. wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm, I'm feeling older already. I've outlived the butterflies, so we've decided... Actually, we haven't decided whether they're going to make it on the Ark yet, but... Either way, I've outlived them. Whether they're on the Ark, off the Ark, they're dead. So, I mean, how much more time can we take to decide what animals get on? I mean... I'm, I'm just saying, given that, well, we don't have ants, so ants are dead anyway. They, they don't have to wait for the apocalypse. But some of the shorter-lived ones, like, uh, what do you think, ferrets? Ferrets can only live a few years, at least in the wild. Yeah, but longer in captivity. Ah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, so today we're talking about raccoons, mm-hmm. and raccoons, I believe, can live like two or three years in the wild, mm-hmm. but it's up to two decades mm. in captivity. It's only because they, they run, get run over or something, right? It's like... Well, well I mean... They're not dying two to three years of natural causes, it's just like it's quite a hostile environment for raccoons and they get killed prematurely. But if they're in captivity, they can live out the full um, sort of lifespan. I don't think it is a hostile environment for raccoons. I think they quite enjoy being in cities, (laughs) but we'll get to that, we'll get to that before we do get to that. We have some results because nice. we haven't been doing results for a while. We have one result this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a huge build-up, but our result is for pandas. So right. if, if you recall, I promised I would again eat my heart if pandas did not get onto the arc. Yeah. Would you like to predict the result there? I, I think they made it. Pandas made it. And you think they made it? I was going to say, you may as well announce the results, Saf. <laughs> I mean, who on earth was going to vote Pandas off the arc? Come on. <laughs> they were shooing right from the start. <laughs> so, 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 so. Pandas are on the arc. Another great lumbering beast. And black and white, might I point out. So if we do end up bringing raccoons, they're just going to uh, like camouflage, blend in. It's, it's like, you know, the zebra effect when they're running away from the predator mm-hmm. and it all the, the lines all blur so the predator can't tell them apart. I mean, how, how, how are we going to separate the pandas from the raccoons? Um, they're, they're basically the same animal, Saf. Dude, they're quite different. <laughs> raccoons are much smaller... <laughs> They are, they're just different. They're both cute, 
Uh, and they're both adorable, but apart from that... Both fat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But, but I can tell you how fat they are. They're sufficiently different raccoons and pandas. Well, so, so it actually depends on the type of, of panda. Well, so yeah, the lesser the, panda. The, the lesser panda, like red a raccoon. panda, quite close to a raccoon. But the Giant pandas, panda more of a bear, but... Yes, but, but, but to be I fair... I don't think we specified which panda we're bringing, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to, to be fair. So, I think we may already have a raccoon on the ark, which means... But by, by default, we cannot bring another. I, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Two of each animal. We've already got our two red pandas. We're not... We're not I mean, we're just not going to need raccoons. That's you can't break mate. the rules. They're not red mates. E- even for pandas. But you learn that with cats, or you couldn't bring cats in the ark. Oh, we're never going to live that one down. Nope. Anyway... Anyway, I, I do want to tell you about how obese raccoons are, because mm-hmm. as I mentioned before we started recording this podcast, uh, I, I usually run a, a line of argument that goes something along the lines of this animal is a, a serial killer and a, a sexual predator. And it's, it's hard to argue either of those raccoons. I, I, I'll veer towards the latter somewhat, but... I do want to hit the obesity point first. So uh, a lot of raccoons are about 50% fat. Mm-hmm. And, and that's quite a lot. If, if that were human, they'd have some serious health issues. And raccoons do too. I mean, okay. they're, they're just not setting a very good moral example, which is what we keep on preaching about for our arc. Mm-hmm. We want animals that are upstanding, intelligent, brilliant Wonderful characters. A response. Which can set an set example. The tone. Yes, absolutely. That's, yeah, set an example for future yeah. generations. Yeah. And if they're literally eating trash, binging out of garbage, then that, that that's not a good tone to set, is it, Sav? Well, we shouldn't. Um, what's the word? Vilify. You know, food poverty. They're only scavenging out of bins because they're hungry and they don't have mm-hmm. other food at their disposal. You know, humans sometimes, um, you know, I watched a interesting, uh, I was going to say documentary, it wasn't documentary, it was just show about like dumpster diving. Uh, so so it, it happens with humans. I know you, re- I know you referred to the, 50% obesity, there are lots and lots of countries, uh, human countries globally uh, that, you know, are that way inclined. Um, so I think, you know, uh, we need to be careful about both fat shaming raccoons and uh, vilifying food poverty. What I will say, though, in the diff- coming to the defense of raccoons is that they are setting a wonderful example to humanity, especially in these pandemic times, about washing their food. So raccoons famously 
wash their food. I think what a stellar example, uh, you know, leading from the front, showing humans and kids how it's done in a cute, adorable way. So I, I agree with your point about, uh, you know, setting an example. I just think you're focusing on the wrong areas. Um, and I think we should focus on their kind of hands, face, space <laughs> that, that the raccoons do, have been doing for years, um, given these, these pandemic times. Okay, so, so let me clarify this for our audience, because you, you've made quite a bold statement there. And, and you're right, raccoons do wash their food, they're famous for it, they're called these washing bears, this is part of their name, they, yeah. across most languages, uh, they have a name along those lines, but they don't wash their food to remove the, the, the dirt and the grime and stuff from it. They, they wash it to make sure it's not toxic or pointy enough to poke out their intestines, major organs. That, that's quite different to, to washing your veg after a shopping trip. And I don't even do that. So I, I don't believe in washing your food anyway. Right. And raccoons don't do it for the normal reasons. Well, so, two things. I think you should reconsider your priorities. But, but why? Explain to me this, because I've never reached any satisfactory answer as to why you wash your food because the supermarkets have already washed it haven't they well it's, it's you, not like you've just pulled it out of the ground yeah but you don't know how thoroughly they have and also a lot of packs say to wash it so they've they've just rinsed it kind of um you know in a very kind of laissez-faire fashion uh with the expectation that the end consumer is going to wash it more thoroughly because uh, you're going to have all but, but kinds that's, of... But that's not how food hygiene standards work. If, if a supermarket is going to sell you, say, tomatoes, which are covered in toxic pesticides, which will kill you if you eat it, then that, that supermarket is going to go out of business. They're going to get sued and have to pay up millions in damages very, very, very soon. So, I, I mean, if they do include a label like that in the package to cover them for, for their liability and for the very same reason, they will have washed it thoroughly. Well, well, it's it's just a precautionary thing that one does, especially, hmm. you know, especially it's just, yeah, it's just like a precautionary thing. And, and when it comes to raccoons washing their food, I don't think it's good for us to... Uh, project or um, assume anything. We do not know the raccoon's <laughs> intent. <laughs> well, yeah. yes and no. Are you a raccoon? It, it are still you, comes out covered in dirt and grime and filth. A raccoon? I, I am at least 50% raccoon. Genetically, DNA, gene composition, or at least 50% raccoon, which gives me the authority to speak on the subject. Right, okay. okay. I, I reckon I'm right about that. I mean, we're about 40% related to something like yeast, so yeah. it's got to be over 50% for a raccoon. Oh, I, I think it's like 99.5% hmm. because they have uh, special pores um, 
which are similar mm. to human hands. Uh, they embody the five dexterous toes in each of their front paws, which basically functions as human fingers. So, ergo, raccoons are humans. So we need to bring yeah. them on board. I love that logic. Just, I mean, just brilliant. I, I, I learned I the framework from you. I'm, I'm sure you did. But, but talking about their human-like hands and fingers, do, do you know what they use those human-like hands and fingers for? Because uh, across most yeah, I know whatever uh, cultures, everything humans do. Well, well, not everything humans do. So, so they don't play pool. They don't gamble. They don't bet on horse races. I, I'm really struggling to figure <laughs> out what she was doing with their hands. Actually, <laughs> they, they, they don't make origami sculptures. They they don't. They don't fix light bulbs. There you go. Actually, they probably, I don't know if they could. If, if anyone has ever tried to get a raccoon to fix a light bulb, write in. But what uh, I was going to say... How many raccoons say, does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> I, I, and undefined and therefore infinite amount at the present moment, mathematically speaking. <laughs> but what they do very well is pick locks. That, I mean, that they are the Houdinis of the animal world, and people have known this for millennia. The, the Delaware Indians called them Wetaklinch, which means very clever with their fingers. The Aztecs called them Merpachi, which has the, the slightly less subtle meaning of that which has hands, <laughs> but I mean, you get where it's going. So, I mean, how on earth are we going to keep them on the ark? Because as we've already established, all the animals are essentially going to be caged in some form or other. That way the likes of the dolphins and the crocodiles don't mix and the foxes and elephants don't get scraps and the pandas don't have to go into the pools and start jokes that strongly mirror penguins and newspapers and chainsaws, however that one goes. But, but, but yeah, we, we do have to separate these animals on the ark. And if a raccoon cannot stay locked up, what is the solution, Saf? What's the solution? Well, before we get to the solution of the lock-picking raccoon, I think we have solved the mystery of the light bulb changing because you and I can change a light. You, you, no, no, no. It requires fingers. And you and I can change a light, uh, light bulb. That, that's true. I, I wasn't but arguing you and, but that. you and I uh, cannot pick locks. I've done, actually. I've been learning. I've got my lockpick set just behind me set. <laughs> You're wrong. I, I can pick locks. That's I, I learned it. I um, but but still, is, I told you, I'm a <laughs> raccoon. I'm the only authority on raccoons. Therefore, I can definitively say they're bastards. Well, you know, they. We will use fingerprint technology, right? Because locks, come on, we we live in 2022. Mm. We're talking about Earth 2.0. We're not talking about old school Houdini type locks. It's all digital IDs, 
you know, fingerprint, face recognition. Biometrics. Yes, that's mm. the way we're going. Iris recognition. Um, and so as clever as the raccoon may be, uh, they're not going to be able to crack the code on our sophisticated um, Earth 2.0 arc. So don't you worry about that. Oh, but, well, well, I don't know. I mean, how many spy moves have you seen? Don't they just like dust a bit of plaster on it to, to screw up the, the fingerprint sensor and then add, add a bit of heat or uh, apply like a, a sticky tape thumbprint, something that, like that? Yeah, that would have all worked in the 80s. Uh, when this was like, yeah, when, yeah, probably right. you know, but, but the latest technology, you know, we, we'll partner with Apple and we'll partner with Google and uh, you won't be able to mess with it. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. raccoon proof. Raccoon proof. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They need to add that to bins. They should suggest it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm, okay, so, so we're going to have biometric security on the arc. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that will work. I mean, mm -hmm. raccoon hands are very, very similar to, to human hands. Famously, they're the handprints. Yeah. Quite mm -hmm. hard to tell apart. But on that point, mm -hmm. do you know what they can do with their feet? Mm, nope. I bet you don't. So they can turn them backwards. 180 degrees. Wow. Do you know what else supposedly can turn their feet backwards 180 degrees? No. Yetis. So, <laughs> I raise you the point that raccoons are yetis, sasquatch, the, the mysterious beast of the unknown, which clearly is evil, clearly has no place on the ark has eluded human capture for, for millennia whilst picking off prey wanderers into the, 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 the mountains. So how can we justify bringing yetis or raccoons, as they're better known, onto the ark? Answer me that. Well, I've seen the Sasquatch Bigfoot Yeti fingerprints, fingerprints, footprints, um, and they are nothing like a raccoon's. So we have to agree to disagree there. I think it's more likely they are looking at just a big human or a big ape, uh, but not a raccoon. Oh, but, but you've neglected to realise that in Japanese folklore, the raccoon dogs are called the tanuki, and they are mischievous shape-fifters. Shape-fifters, Saf. You've missed out this, this missing link. So there, there are these evil, cunning, wry spirits, which have embodied the, the form of the raccoon, but are secretly yetis. This is the link we haven't made, Saf. I've, I've broken this wide open. You have no idea. <laughs> and also, incidentally, if you're curious, in Japanese folklore, the, the tanuki, the raccoon dogs, have huge testes. So uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to sexual nymphomania, but, but just so I can set it up, there you are. Mm. What do you have to say to that? Well, 
I, I, I think that there's, there's something there. There's a grain of truth, but I think you've misunderstood. Um, I think the, because there's been no Yeti sightings in, in Japan ever. Um, and so, you know. Yeah, but they must have an equivalent. They do, they, I bet Japan has got a Yeti. They, they don't. What do they call it? They don't. So. I'll, I'll bet you. Bet you. They, 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 they don't have a yeti. I'm half Japanese, what like not, not the way you're half raccoon, but I'm actually a half Japanese. <laughs> I am half coon. But but I must, I must. Raccoons do have um, roots in ancient cultures. So you know, mm. in the Aztec culture, you, you you alluded to it. Raccoons. Um, was seen as like a great example uh, for their society's wise women, right? How devoted the raccoon were to their kids. And equally, raccoons are a part, a very important part of the culture of the indigenous people of the Americas. So there's a lot of folk tales okay. amongst the indigenous people, but not about the Yeti, but they've been depicted to have supernatural abilities and connections to the spiritual world, but not in the not in like a negative yeti type of way, but in a positive way. So, you know, the indigenous people of the Americas, they've been wronged, and you know, there's a lot of making up to do. I think that's fair to say. Everybody can, can agree with that. Can I just interrupt you? Because yeah. having done my Google search, I can tell you that the Japanese do have an equivalent of the Yeti, as I correctly predicted. It's called the Hibagon. So it's the Hibagon, I'll read you the Wikipedia no, but it, but it entry. Will, it says, will have nothing to do with the raccoon. It says the Hibagon or Hinagon is the Japanese equivalent of the North American Bigfoot or Himalayan Yeti. Sightings have been reported since the 1970s. Do you know what? There also are in Japan lots of raccoons. They cause $275,000 worth of agricultural damages each year. They are an absolute pest there. Is this a coincidence? I think not. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can come back from that, Saf. They're the Hibagon, they're the raccoons. They are one and the same. Well, this is my point. Well, I think you, you, you're confusing, um, you know, you're kind of conflating the coincidence. The fact that they both exist doesn't mean that one is the other. Um, but, mm. you know, to go back to my point about the, the indigenous people of the Americas, they've been you know, wronged and there's a lot of making up to do. Um, and I think to not bring the raccoon and upset them further is not, is not uh, acceptable. I think we, I think we need to bring the raccoon. It's uh, part of the culture of the indigenous people of the Americas. It's the least we can do. Um, and we still have a lot of reparations left. So, you know, this is just an olive branch to be like, hey guys, sorry for being dicks. 
Sorry for being dicks. <laughs> well, thank you for that segue, because... Yeah, I mean, you completely set that up. Speaking of dicks, do you know that raccoons have lucky dicks? They have lucky penis bones, which are called baculum. And, okay. I, I mean, they're, they're, they are complete sexual maniacs. I mean, apart from the tanuki from Japanese folklore, which of course have these huge testes, and the, the, the lucky dicks. Have you heard of Thomas the raccoon? Or Thomas? It could be either one. I haven't, but I, I'm keen to hear it, and then I will tell you about Rebecca the raccoon. But go for it. Let's hear about oh. Thomas. So competing stories. Yes. So, so Thomas the raccoon came from a Moscow petting zoo and he starred in an erotic photo shoot after which he could not be prevented from going up and fondling, groping women's breasts. He, he developed this uh, insurmountable urge to, to, to sexually harass the, the female visitors he encountered henceforth. And I mean, and this is just symptomatic of raccoons as a species. They go out, they have a great time, and they sexually harass people with, the, with their lucky penises. Oh, have you looked up the Urban Dictionary entry for raccoon sex? No. It is quite dark, so, so brace yourself. But basically, raccoon sex, according to Urban Dictionary, is uh, domestic abuse, post-coitus. So it's when the male gives a female two black eyes, like, yeah. like the band the raccoon. Yes, but it's... So, I'm, I'm sorry, we haven't gone into that dark area previously on the New York, but just so you know, this is what we're attaching the raccoon label to. Yeah, but it's not... Raccoons don't do that. And that's just like weird humans. Um, We've named it after them. It's, it's bearing their name. It's, it's connected to them just as their DNA and myself creates this inseparable link. It's, it's, it's part of their identity, stemming from their character, essential to who they are. Just as um, the raccoon who developed a taste for, for, for harassing women, um, didn't, you know, he's the victim, that raccoon, Thomas, because th this erotic photo shoot, who, whose bloody great idea was that? Some random ass human <laughs> who did it. And Thomas was just the helpless victim and he got a taste for it in the process, and then he can't, you know, this is, he needs therapy, not, uh, not to be called names and to be laughed at. He's therapy, uh, he's a victim. Now, a better story, uh, a more dignified story, with more humanity, one more appropriate for Earth 2.0 is about Rebecca the raccoon. Have you heard of this at all? 
I have not, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it doesn't involve any erotic photo shoots. It does not, because in this instance, the human in question behaves appropriately. So in 1926, US President Calvin Coolidge received a raccoon mm. to be eaten for Thanksgiving. Coolidge, being the good guy that he is, refused to have it killed or eaten. Obviously, this is how we would roll in Earth 2.0. Instead, they adopted it as a pet raccoon. The Coolidges gave her the name Rebecca. And for Christmas, Rebecca the raccoon received an embroidered collar with the words White House Raccoon engraved on it. She also participated in events such as the White House Easter Egg Roll. So we had a presidential raccoon in the White House. Isn't that a much more touching story about human and raccoon? And this is how I envision we could have the new arc raccoon, you know, and embroidered collar with those words on the arc. Um, and then, you know, um, It'll be, it'll be symbolic. 1926, by the time, by the time we get to Earth 2.0, it's going to be 2026 in about four years. So it's going to be like the 100-year anniversary of Rebecca. <laughs> wow. A, fit, a fitting <laughs> tribute. But, but if you give... A raccoon a collar saying that the new art raccoon, what does the other one get? Because remember, it's, it's the new art, we need two of each animal. The other can have a two. The, the other one's just going to jump off, die of depression. No, no, and they're going to voluntarily walk the plank. One with the blue collar, one with the red. Oh, that's so sexist. It's, it's not. Well, how is it sexist? It's equality. One with red. Blue for boys, red for girls. Can choose which one they want, but those mm -hmm. are the two colors available. Could be Democrat and Republican, right? Could be anything. It's just colors. We, it's, it, we mean, are the ones really that want to support the U.S. political regimes. No, no, it could be you know red. Better than be, the Russian one. Red could be you know red could be you know whatever the communism and blue could be capitalism or whatever. Hmm. Or, or the two key colours on the Russian flag. Yeah, yeah. So we support the Ukraine invasion through the accessorization <laughs> of our onboard recruits. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get something in there. So. And I actually had I had heard that story. I wasn't aware the raccoon had been given a name or that the name was Rebecca. Yeah. The, the, the way I understand it is the Coolidge family had had this raccoon around for some period before it was meant to be eaten. So I actually think it's not so touching a story, given that they've just refused to eat their own pet. But... Well, I no, mean, they, they go around pardoning turkeys anyway for Thanksgiving, so not eating their own raccoon, is, is that such a noble gesture? Mm. The, 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 the happy ending is that it's, it became a member of the family and it became a White House mm. raccoon. 
what I do want to know is what what I do want to know is what an Easter egg is is the Easter egg roll is I want mm-hmm. to know that event is. It sounded great. White House Easter egg roll. Yeah, the White House has lots of events on their mm. lawn, I think. Yeah, not sure. What I imagine it as is a sort of thematic festive croquet game yes. where you have Easter eggs instead of the bulls and you just okay. whack them with chocolate mallets as well. That would be brilliant. If someone hasn't invented a chocolate yeah. version of croquet, I am here. here. Hereby trademarking it, patenting it, full copyright, the new arc, 2022. And I'm going to make my millions off that. It's <laughs> Easter festive sport. Does anyone play croquet anymore? Nobody that We're going to bring it back. Really? On Earth 2.0? Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. It's an official sport. <laughs> you know how all the small countries choose really obscure sports to be good at? Like uh, that's going to be our sport. So we're going to be the, the universal champion at croquet. We're just going to specialise on it, be super, super good. Okay. Like, like Jamaican running or, or Mongolian archery. Right. So that, that, that's going to be our key thing. So we can actually win at something. Because it's slightly depressing when you keep on losing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, what's the UK good at? UK must be cricket. good at something. Cricket, rugby? It's, it's kind football. of good at cricket. It's not very good at rugby. Not good enough at football. Worse yeah, than at they, football they, by the, won, the day. They've won a rugby World Cup. They've won a uh, football World Cup. But all oh, decades ago. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what I mean. It's depressing. It's depressing, Saf. They need to choose a, a smaller sport to be good at. They can mm. be good at underwater rugby. Un- un- underwater hockey. To choose something like that. Quidditch. That could be the World Cup champions at Quidditch. Mm. Win that. That They have already the, the strong tradition there set yeah. up by the Wizarding World. Yeah. I, I Why agree. don't they win I that? Agree. I agree. Hmm. There you go. So we've officially decided croquet is going to be the, the official sport of a 2.0. I'm, da- I'm, da- I'm, I'm happy to yeah. co-sign off on it provided we get raccoons on board. <laughs> Never, ever, ever going to happen. I can tell you some more things about raccoons, though. Go on. So, having already carried the Nymphomaniac argument, I can talk about what comes out one of their other orifices, which is their droppings. Well, so be- raccoon- just a quick factoid <sighs> before you go into their droppings. Did you know that raccoons have communal toilets? <laughs> yeah, but, but so do mice and rats. Is it better having a communal toilet? It just means you've got your shit all <laughs> heaped in the corner. <laughs> if you told me they invented the flushing loos, then I might have been impressed. Or even outhouses be fine. But a communal toilets, middens, whatever. How impressive is that? Especially in light of the facts, which I was going to give you, that raccoon droppings can contain up to 20, sorry, not 25,000, 250,000 Bay, Bay, Lissa, 
Sticlaris Proconionis, something like that. It's nematode worm eggs. They're very, 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 very bad for you. They cause severe illness in humans. If you read anything on the World Wide Web, it says don't go near raccoon droppings. Don't smell them. Don't touch them. Don't be in the same room as them. These larvae from the nematode worm eggs migrate so they can reach up to your brains and eyes and eat you out from the inside. And there's no bloody cure to them. So are we really going to bring these worm-infested raccoons with their parasitoid alien-infesting worm eggs on board so they can crawl out. You're like sexy flies crawling out from your skull and eating your brains. It doesn't sound good. Bad way to die, Saf. Bad way to die. We just need to ensure that their communal toilets have the right facilities um, to, to, you know, to overcome this, you know. Uh, but science, all the toilets science, on boats are crap science, anyway. No, but... Humans we, haven't worked this problem out, so how can raccoons? No, we, we will do it. We will do it. Mm. Because we are, you know, because we are the new ark. The old ark had shitty toilets, I'm sure. But, you know, mm. we have tech on our side. Again, we will um, outsource this and give the contracts to Apple. So if Apple did toilets, mm. yeah, because if they did toilets, they'll be amazing. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure. It just seemed like a slightly strange choice. I mean, someone like NASA might be able to tell you how to make toilets work in space. Is no, it, I mean, isn't it quite a challenge in zero gravity? Because well, all the, the poop flies out everywhere. It doesn't go down. So, so how do you catch it? You have like a big butterfly net. That's because this is, this, you know, this is all like old, old tech. I'm sure the smart folks over at Apple will sort it out in, in no time. Yeah, you're pooping at. What, yeah. what, do, you, do you have a name for that? What's the Apple uh, I poop. toilet line going to be called? I poop. Lovely. <laughs> I've, I've, oh. it, it reminds me of when I was taking apart microwaves, this raccoon poop stuff. Because, I mean, it just sounds really horrible. And as I said, there's no cure to it. So, I mean, if, if the eye poop doesn't work, then, then, then we're all the screwed. Apple, Apple products it's always be work. Shit. Apple products but, always but work. But they don't, because they've got this built-in obsolescence, Apple products, famously. They all go to shit after two years. So it's, given yeah, that it's going to take us four years to fly to Earth 2.0, we're no, screwed. No, we, 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 will, we will do the updates, the iOS updates. Uh, we'll stay on top of that. And then um, we will ensure that we always upgrade to the next model of the iPoop. iPoop. Ow. They're just going to be trailing poop rockets out behind us. They can bring us no, the latest no. Apple, poop. Apple will be the official tech partners to Earth 2.0. They will be there. 
Mm. Well, they, they're going to be there. God, no, <laughs> we're, we're not letting Aprox there. <laughs> we are. They've done we enough are. damage already. No, they are definitely uh, going to be at the forefront of Earth 2.0. Well, thank you for listening to the new Earth, now soon to be sponsored by Apple. Except I hate Apple. Apple sucks. And we're going to get Microsoft to sponsor us. Go, Microsoft. Oh, oh, no. This is going to be called the the, the window to the colon. Well, 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 well. So they, they do have deadly poop raccoons. Uh, if you catch these bot fly nematode worm thingies, then you die. Or could die. And it's, yeah, it's bad. They also carry rabies, raccoons, uh, asymptomatically, so you can't tell if they got rabies. Like the, the evil COVID super spreaders who we hate and fear in, in this new age we're living in. So, um, I mean, I don't think we could justify this. I was going to say, uh, a few years ago, I used to take part microwaves. And you know, in the, the core of microwaves, how microwaves work is they've got, uh, it's called a magnetron. Mm-hmm. It spins particles around really fast, gives them all their microwaving stuff. And at the, the heart of the, the magnetron uh, are some very strong magnets. So I used to take them apart because I was a, a bad scientist. But the, the magnets were encircled in a bright pink uh, sort of uh, clayey hardened substance Mm -hmm. uh, which I believe is beryllium oxide and if you read all the warnings online they say don't take apart microwaves if you break the beryllium oxide the the vapours, the the dust particles could give you an incurable lung disease so equally I will include a warning on the new arc saying don't bring raccoons. If you breathe in their poop, it could give you an incurable case of internal organ eating nematode worms. But because I, I don't think raccoons are worth it. Got we to just, be honest. We, we, Got we to just be wear, honest. We just wear N95 masks when we're in the vicinity of raccoon poops. Raccoon poop. Yeah. Big butterfly necks. COVID-19, masks again. I don't think I have to fathom that for another four years. But, but moving on, do you know that raccoons are listed as an invasive alien species of union concern? That means that they're basically like the, the Martians who we decided are going to be invading after the, the catpocalypse in episode two. They're, they're like the they're, they're hostile alien incursions of Independence Day, of Ender's Game, of... I'm struggling with my pop culture reference here. But, but they're, they're, they're like bad, bad aliens. That's what that means. Invasive, invasive aliens. Literally. Raccoons. They're, they get everywhere, they spread, and they do bad things. Bad things, Saf. That, that's why we exterminate them. What we actually need, instead of putting them on the new arc, is a new sort of Ghostbusters team for raccoons. Call them the raccoon wranglers. They can have those big proton packs 
shoot raccoons with lasers. It's going to be our next equivalent of laser jetpack fox hunting because he wouldn't allow me to do that on Earth 2.0. We're going to have it Earth 1.0 before we leave. Laser jetpack raccoon wrangling. There you go. I mean, there are very few animals which we exterminate. Raccoons are one of them. I would argue that the ones doing the exterminating are the evil ones. Um, ge genocide. But Another quote for the humans episode. Tick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a shame as well, given how high IQ levels are for the raccoons. They're known to and they're known to have evolving intelligence and methods of thinking. They're able to learn from past experiences and engage in critical and problem-solving thinking when obstacles arise, which is more than one, you know, more than you can say for some people. Um, moreover, <laughs> as a result of their notable... <laughs> yes. Moreover, as a result of their notable intelligence, raccoons were once candidates for lab testing alongside rats and monkeys but were discarded for being too smart adaptive and strong-willed so raccoons have shown character and intelligence and the the very idea of exterminating them is just man disappoints me and what you mean is we rejected raccoons for animal testing because they were too good at breaking out cages they were kept in. But, I mean, it's, it's the start of Planet of the Apes, isn't it? <laughs> the second to Jurassic Park is the movie <laughs> reference I keep on coming back to. So, I mean, th th this is how Planet of the Apes war intergalactically starts. The, the apes in animal testing break out, just as the raccoons clearly did. They take over the Earth. Mm -hmm as raccoons clearly have done, being an invasive alien species. And the, the, the next step is just going to be full-out war. We're, we're not taking that into space. We're not taking that to 2.0. There'll be suicide. Do we know if apes have made it yet or not? Chimpanzees. We don't. We don't. So right. it's frogs next and chimpanzees. Right, OK. Well, frogs is going to be quite tight. I didn't want to call it yet, so it'll be up, up a few days. But oh, OK, OK. Is it close? It's, it's, it's close, it's close. So, you might have another royal rum. Like it's, frog is exactly the kind of animal that's going to end up on a royal rumble, you can tell. Hmm. Yes, it is, it is. Uh, I mean, we raccoons, probably predict most of the results. But raccoons are not. Raccoons are going to go the way of the panda. They're just going to... Yeah, I mean, they're just going to die. Straight through to Earth 2.0 as the pandas <laughs> did. Are they? I mean, as I've said, we've already got red pandas, which are raccoons, essentially. So, what's the point of raccoons, Seth? What is the point of raccoons? There's a lot of, lot All of I'm going to... <laughs> Humans have been able to train raccoons to mirror the same basic skills that the average toddler possesses, such as clapping and dancing. What we need on Earth 2.0 are dancing 
raccoons. It's going to be fantastic for our YouTube oh, channel, oh. and it's just going to be—it's just going to be fun times, man. Like we need that. We need that, in the, uh, I mean, especially in the absence of cats. I need this. Hmm. I need this. But, but what about foxes? Can't we teach foxes to dance? Still we can. And we've already said we're going to teach elephants to walk tightropes. I remember that. So, uh, how, how important is not, it to get... I did not agree to any of this. <laughs> but you actually did. I was quite surprised I, at the time. I, but... I, I, I did not. You did? I, I, I did not. We didn't I get did. laser jetpack fox hunting, but we are going to get elephants on tightropes. The, the nice way, I think you specified that. We, we're going to... If, if we do it voluntarily, if we yeah. leave the tightrope... Help them with their around, circus skills. And if they themselves mm. take a liking to it, fine. Uh, but there Good. can be no coercion on Earth 2.0. We leave that behind. Uh, on Earth 1.0, as a dark part of human history. Well, speaking of dark parts of human history, do you know what the worst ever Marvel movie is? Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously. Oh, do you know fantastic. what animal features in Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy was a the best. Bloody raccoon. The best. Marvel it's film. Unwatchable. The best. It's only Groot. Groot in it. The <laughs> best Marvel character ever. The fox is brilliant as well. The raccoon, sorry. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy clearly sucks. As you let, let me, let me correct yourself. you. IMDB.com Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's have a look, little look at the rating, shall we? Oh, 8.1. I rest my 8.1. That, that's, that's not anything, brilliant. Anything 8 .1. over 8. Anything over 8. I bet you something like... What's the original Iron Man? Well, that's very good, too. So... See, so it's going to be a competitive game now. Have you got IMDb open? I have, yes. I'm sure uh, Guardians of the Galaxy can't win. Ooh, the original the Iron Man was a 7.9. So, Guardians, well, what we've Galaxy. proven is that IMDb is broken and the ratings can't be trusted. What, 1 million votes on Iron Man, 1.1 million votes on, uh, uh, on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just because Iron Man's too old. What's the more recent Marvel film that's any good? Oh, no, they all Ant-Man. Okay. Ant-Man. Ant-Man was okay. Okay. Right. But I Do Doctor you... Strange. Doctor Strange was good. What's it's Doctor Strange? I haven't watched... Bet you that's more. Ant-Man got Benedict is... Cumberbatch. He's brilliant. Ant-Man is a 7.3. And Doctor Strange Love. Let's have a look. Doctor. Um, okay, don't look that up. What's <laughs> the Marvel movie? <laughs> there isn't. You're going to really isn't. suck if I can't find something to beat Guardians of the Galaxy. You can't, because it's very good. <laughs> Highest rating Marvel movie on IMDb. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Is it really? Have, have you genuinely looked this up? <laughs> 
fantastic film. Infinity War is the highest. Ah, the original Avengers. Right. There we go. Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't win. But it's it's Guardians of the Galaxy is third. Third out of twenty-five. Actually, second. Oh, a third now. Yeah, yeah. Third. Avengers, Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy. No, yeah. I think it's... Yeah. Tide, tide, tide. I mean, there are quite a few on 8.1, so... That, that doesn't mean a lot. No. Uh, I'm still going to say that Guardians of the Galaxy was rubbish. Because it was. I mean, I don't know how you can support that. He was brilliant. And it's got Raccoonin, who was one of the most forgettable best. characters. One of the best, most memorable characters. said was a fox. Just going to quote you on that. You said Rocket was a fox. Thor calls him a bloody rabbit. So given that nobody can figure out that a raccoon was even in Guardians of the Galaxy, clearly they are uncharismatic, forgettable, eminently leave behind for oncoming biblical floods aboard animals. And I will rest my case. I think everybody that would like to see Rocket on board the Ark would vote for, because uh, you've now associated raccoons with this lovable Marvel character. So I think that was uh, a little bit of, uh, what, what you would call it, uh, debate suicide right there Ooh. um okay so we'll have to rock- caption that yeah raccoons can't actually talk sorry well they can uh final thing before we wrap up because it's, it's a tradition it's a new arc tradition um that we need to keep up what is a group of raccoons called oh a a a, a gate crashing mob. No, no. Uh, hooliganism. Almost as good as a Tower of Giraffes. It is called, it really it's called a nursery or a, oh, gaze, no. or a gaze of raccoons. God, that, that's, that is actually worse than a Tower of Giraffes. I have to say, uh, I a didn't nurse- know that one. But that has become raccoons. my new least favourite collective noun for an animal. I mean, a nurse of raccoons. Yeah, or a gay or a gay raccoon. And a baby a raccoon gaze. is called a kit. A kit, I didn't know that. Hmm. A kit like go. a baby fox or a panda, both of which you already have, because they're basically the same as raccoons. I mean, well, clearly, I'll say it again and again. Clearly, you know, the audience have a liking towards these kind of lovable creatures. So, you know, I, I think, you know, the raccoons are going to be in good company. Um but yeah let's but, let's but no diversity saps what you talk about always diversity of animals on the ark uh, mostly when you're struggling but diversity elephants, 
<laughs> elephants, dolphins, uh, um, pigeons. We've got plenty of diversity. Hmm. Well, you know what we're going to have to do? Yeah. We are going to have to leave it to our audience. Is it a good idea to bring the invasive alien yetis onto the ark? Is it a good idea to invite their incurable, life-threatening fecal matter to kill us all? Is it a good idea to open up microwaves, which can also kill you, but which are the same colour as raccoons? Coincidence? I think not. Is Guardians of the Galaxy any good? We already know the answer to that. No, it's crap. It's brilliant. And do we want Rocket on board the new arc? We absolutely do. Yeah. And Groot. And Groot. Well, I don't think we're ever going to get to arguing trees because we know you'd lose that. But join us next week when we will be arguing a different animal with you. Bats. When we're going to be arguing bats, which Lies. are almost the same colour as raccoons and equally despicable creatures, although they do give us tequila. More on that next week. Join us then. Mm -hmm.